Yeah, yeah, nine o'clock. Oh, bam, we're live. You're in the States. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Where are you at? <laughs> uh, I'm in Cookville. Oh, all righty. Are you Mayhem athlete, Emily? Yes, yeah, I am. Who is it? I did see a um, on your Instagram a uh, a proven cup so uh, or a shaker or something, but it's it was it was way back in your. Uh, oh, that would have been an, over a year ago. Yeah, that one. Yeah, way back. In your, were you a proven athlete? Yeah. And then and then you switched to mayhem. Um, I stopped proven and started doing my own stuff, um, like personal stuff from my coach, and then going into semis and games. I moved over to Mayhem. Is it um uh is it invigorating starting new um uh training programs? You know, like um you you might be just running and you might just be kind of going through the motions and then you get a new pair of shoes. You're like, yeah. I mean, even though it doesn't mean anything, it's just like a new pair of shoes. Or you know what I mean? All of a sudden, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna take these suckers out for a spin. Is it like that with programming too? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Um, like the first the first week. Definitely, I was like, "Oh, this is this is great! Like new programming, new workouts, things like that." But it's all pretty much a much of a muchness. Like it's all really the same in a way. Eventually, you're like, "Yep, these are just shoes." Yeah, <laughs> these are these are these these are just shoes. Uh, when did you come to the states? Um, about a week ago, just over a week ago. Your first CrossFit Games. Yes. Yes, it is. After only uh, one one previous semifinal. Yeah, yeah. So my first one was last year. And then this year's second one. And yeah. You're, it, that, that's like, that's, uh, that's rocket ship status. Are you pretty pumped? <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. Last year, uh, in, in, last year you got the experience with so many great athletes. And, and you were only 21? Yeah, last year, like being my first semi-final and I was able to like do it with Tia and Kyra and all those top athletes was also like was awesome um and like it was all just like an experience and then this year like it was definitely definitely a little bit different compared to that when, when you go in this year are you like I'm going I'm gonna try yeah Emily say your last name for me uh D-Roy D-Roy but uh, people like me want to say Deru. Yeah, it's the two O's that get people. Um, it's spelt like or said the same as R O Y. But in lane like number six, Emily DeRoy. That's it. That's it. Okay, got it. That Perfect. is it. Perfect. And uh, God, I'm I'm I. Is it uh? Is 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 this pretty dreamy? Is this pretty crazy? Uh, only, yeah, it's on, only forty it's, of you guys go to this event, and it's like you're one of them. It's taken Australia. a while to sink in. That's for sure. It's definitely taken a while to sink in. And like with Oceana only having three spots as well, like to be in that top three was pretty surreal in the moment. Like I, I couldn't believe it for a very long time. And I think now that I'm finally over here, it started to sink in a little bit, but it's still, it's still definitely a pretty crazy thought. Yeah. It's, um, it's stacked. Someone might there. There might be the misconception to say, "Oh, uh, Tia wasn't there and Carl wasn't there," but that field is stacked. Oh uh, yeah, there's already still so many games athletes like that have been there before. Who are, uh, like 
those who else was there like Kate Van Zyl, um Laura Clifton like there's still so many strong girls and like all so many like up and comers as well so like the field was strong um Maddie Sturt four-time games yeah. athlete yeah looking better and stronger than ever yeah oh she yeah she's amazing I don't I don't know how she just has been doing it for so long and is still so young Hey, um, no one got any breathing room, huh? That was a tense event. Look at you guys. 592, 568, 556, 525, 524, 521. Top yeah, six it was all, war. Yeah, the top six the whole weekend were just like back and forth, back and forth. Um, I think I like traveled between first and fourth like for the first two days. Actually, no, for all the – every day actually. So, um, Did you show up to the region, uh, semifinals healthy this year? Yeah. Yeah, last year not so much. This year, I definitely did. Can you? I heard you tell that story on a podcast you were on about event number one last year at the regionals. Could you tell? Do you mind telling that story again? That's a great um, story. Yeah. So what I do? Um, a few months before that, I'd um, like hurt my shoulder doing a rope climb. I think it was, um, and that kind of just brought up the issue. And then when I went and like got it all checked out, they told me that it like I got it checked out after Torian actually. Um, but they told me it had been dislocating and subluxing and all that fun stuff um, for a few years, apparently. I'm not sure, but um, that's what it had been doing. And ring muscle-ups were probably, like, the most aggravating for it, like, because it's so dynamic. Um, and, yeah, that first event at Torian or at the semifinals last year was scary for me. Like, 30 ring muscle-ups, I haven't hit that for who knows how long. Um before doing that event so it was all just quite quite a scary one um but I was able to make it through I didn't really have too much issues with the shoulder but it was yeah just uh like a um what's the word I'm going for bit of damage control in that one and yeah made it through it you literally went into it thinking willing to accept that you might not finish that you probably probably would not finish but then you won your heat like something happened yeah, like yeah. in between the starting yeah, line one, yeah. and you grabbing the ring, something changed. I don't, I don't know what happened. I think I just like, <laughs> I don't know if it was the adrenaline being out on the competition floor for the first time in that like bigger uh, arena and competition. Um, but something, something happened and I was able to finish it top heat. Uh, sorry, top in the heat. And then yeah, top eight finish which was not what I was expected. Um, I was saying to my coach before that, like, I will, I will be happy if I cop a last place. Like, I don't mind as long as I can just get through it without hurting myself more. And then, yeah, to win the heat was just like a cherry on top there. Was there a minimum uh, work re requirement on that workout? No. No, no minimum work requirement. So, so you, I mean, you were even in the headspace of you do one muscle up and something goes wrong, you're going to tap. You're, you'll chill. Yeah, just pretty much. Yeah, crazy, dude. Well, congratulations. That, that's that got to <laughs> be a crazy um, learning experience that anything's possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely just shows what the body can do um, when, like, put in such a, like, a high-pressure environment. Um, you said you originally injured it um, doing rope climbs. Was it on a descent? Yeah, on the descent. I think I must have just, like, grabbed it funny and, um, it, I don't know, pulled it, but – the injury has been there for a long time. It's just that kind of um, brought it, um, like, oh, told me that there was definitely something wrong. 
it just had taken its time to really show. What did you call it? Dislocating, and what was the other word you used? Sublux. Subluxing. Mm-hmm. Sublux. Yeah. What is that? It's like a. I'm not great at explaining it, but it's like a small dislocation, I guess. Like it's still. Yeah. There we go. Partial. Oh, okay. Dis- partial. Yeah, partial okay. So it just like it might just pop in and out like slightly, but not fully come out of the um, joint. And 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 no pain. No, I was never experiencing experiencing any pain with it, so that's why I had no idea that it was there until I I think I'd um, done something to my rotator cuff tendons, which then brought it to light a little bit more. Hey, when um when did you think you were going to go to the games? What was the plan? How how does someone? I mean, it must be crazy being in Oceana and being like, okay, there's Kara and Tia. Fuck, we have one spot. <laughs> um i had i guess i had like a a life plan like on when when i wanted to get there by like i wanted to get there by the time i was 25 so that's still another three years away um that was my overall goal and then this year like my goal like going in now like was always like i'm gonna try and get top three no matter what but um with such a strong field like it definitely wasn't um like expected or anything like that I was like if I get it I get it if I don't I don't um but it was the goal was to make the games by 25 and I exceeded that so I yeah I don't think I could really be happier I mean even if you the the thing is is even if you beat Kara and Tia it doesn't change anything there's still only three places yeah and really and really they're and they're going so even if you take first they're going to be in second and third like you yeah and all the girls know that in that region, huh? That's just like, just the way it is. Yeah, Tia and like they're both just such like strong athletes. Um, Tia, especially obviously being like the six-time fittest woman on earth, like having her in your field, you never want to count yourself out, but you just know that it's going to be the toughest battle ever if she's there. <laughs> and, and 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 the truth is too, I guess, is you also know that Jamie Simmons could probably qualify anywhere in the world too. Oh, absolutely. She's, yeah, she did amazing. And like, she came back off injury as well. Um, so she, yeah, she is just blows my mind every time when I see her compete. Yeah, man, you really, you, you, uh, you really earned it. You really, uh, you really did it. Congratulations. What what a trip. <laughs> um, tell me, how did, um, how did this happen? The, the CrossFit passion for you? Um, so I used to be a swimmer. Or, like, I did um, ocean swimming and um, surf lifesaving and things like that. Um, So I was doing that for a very long time before I started CrossFit. And at my pool, we had, like, a little CrossFit box just at the back of it, um, tiny little one, not many members, but I was kind of reaching the end of my whole swimming thing. I was getting sick of it, a bit burnt out, sick of the 4.30, 5 o'clock wake-ups then having to go to school. It was just a lot of... um, it was just a very, very exhausting. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do one more season of swimming. Stop that. I noticed like the little CrossFit box at the back of my uh, swimming pool. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give give that a go. And I started – I stopped swimming at 17, started CrossFit at about 18. And, um, yeah. Holy I shit. Haven't, haven't looked back. You haven't been doing it very long. A bit over four years. Hey, um – it, 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 I mean, that's a long time relative to how young you are, but there's just so much to learn. Um, yeah, I'm still learning. 
why would you go back there and want to mess with CrossFit? Was there like a cute boy back there or were there some <laughs> girls you wanted to hang out with or like, what's the, like, why would you do that? I don't know. It just looked fun. Like, um, because swimming is so repetitive, like you're doing the same thing over and over and over, um, swimming up and down the pool, following a black line. I was yeah. just looking for some more like variability to my training. Um, and just what they were doing looked cool. They were throwing barbells around. They were doing handstands, doing all the crazy pull-ups and stuff like that. I was like, oh, that looks cool. I would like to see how that goes. And yeah. Do you remember the, the, the first time you went, you were doing CrossFit and you went to the pain cave, you went somewhere where you're like, Ooh, this is, this is, uh, this is new. I'm not sure. Am I going to throw up? What's going on here? I do. It was my first time doing Cindy. Um, I completely ripped the palms of my hands off. Like all of my calluses on my hands are gone. Um, well, I didn't really have many calluses then, but all the skin on my hands were gone. Um, I think I only did like 14 rounds as well. So compared to now, not many rounds, not many pull-ups and I was hurting. My legs were sore for days and yeah, I don't know what made me go back after that, but something did. And yeah. Was that early on? Yeah, that was maybe a month or so in. It, um, how, how about the first time you did CrossFit? Did you have a pull-up going into it or did you even have to learn pull-ups? Um, I could do a couple strict pull-ups. Um, you could. Mm. I didn't understand the kipping for a little bit. So I had to, my coach made me do, like, you're not getting, uh, you're not learning how to do kipping pull-ups until you can do at least five strict pull-ups. So that oh, was, that was my goal coach. for a while, get five. And then, then I was able to learn how to do the kipping. Yeah. Great coach. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who, who was that? Oh, back in the day, I don't even think they coach anymore, to be honest. Um, Jack Stocker. So he he doesn't coach anymore. Um, he was my first ever coach um, at Strand CrossFit. Um, I was there for a couple of years before I moved over to CrossFit Townsville. Um, that that gym in the back of the pool, was it actually a CrossFit affiliate or it was just it, – it was? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Was it a public pool area? Describe what what's what who owned the pool? Um, so yeah, the pool was owned like it was a public pool that you like you have to pay to get into, kind of thing. There was an entrance, one end for the pool entrance, the other end for the CrossFit gym, and they all kind of like worked together. Like if we want to do a swim wad, we'd speak to the owners of the pool and um, vice versa. If they needed the back area for something, we'd give it to them. Um, but yeah, it was all affiliated. It was just a very small space, very, very small amount of members. Um, yeah. Have you ever been to a CrossFit gym besides that one that has a pool? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was Strand CrossFit. That was my first one. I'm now at CrossFit Townsville, which is um, – They also not, have a pool? No, no. Oh, but have you ever been to one that has a pool besides that no. one? Actually, no. Sorry. No, I haven't. Yeah, crazy. I, I've, ne I've never been to one that has a pool. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. No, it was pretty cool. Like that was like while it was still such a small little box, that was probably one of the one of the good things about it. Like if if we wanted to do a swim workout, the coaches would talk to each other. And yeah, do swimmers ever do that? Um, uh, does swimming have a a, a pain cave? Do swimmers go no. to a place the same place crossfitters go? Did I break up? Did I freeze? Can you hear me, Emily? Do you see her? Caleb? I would I say so, um, oh. in a way. Like the. Yeah, you're frozen. Do you see her, Caleb? Okay. Can you hear me now, Emily? Yeah, I can hear you. 
Okay, go ahead. So, uh, so it was, do swimmers go to that dark place? You were familiar with it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like swimming compared to CrossFit is very different. Um, like doing doing sets on a time base, you're getting very very minimal rest, and you're doing it for twenty odd minutes or something like that. Like you got to go hundred meters, you'll get five seconds rest, and you have to do it again and again and again at a pretty fast pace. Um, and by like halfway, at least three quarters of the way, you are burning your shoulders, your lats, everything. Especially now when I don't swim um, as often, um, the pain definitely sets in a little bit quicker. Um, it's like you don't get to breathe as much because your head's always underwater, and it's just it's a different kind of pain, I reckon. But I, I and I guess it makes you mentally tough because some part of you, when you're in the water, like. like you may not want to go doing CrossFit because it hurts or you can't breathe, but the water, there's another thing you could drown. So yeah. that makes you tough yeah. because you still have to go. You have to take the risk, right? Yeah. yeah uh, Chase, uh, Chase Ingram, uh, mid distance swimming races get dark. What's that? What's mid distance? Like, like how far, like he's saying like some, is that like a 400 meter, uh, swim or what's a mid, he's saying that there's some that it's like, Ooh, this, this is not good. This hurts. I'd say, yeah. Like a mid distance would be like year 400 to 800 meter swim. Um, like for myself, when I was swimming, I was doing like long, long swims, like ocean swimming, four kilometers, um, things like that. Um, those ones you just settle into a pace and it's only by the very like last little bit that it starts to get hard because you're trying to go a little bit faster to finish it. Um, the mid-distance ones are probably definitely the hurtier, the the more painful ones because you're trying to go faster the whole way because it's still such a short amount of time, um, but it's long enough for everything to just be burning. You can't breathe and, yeah. You, you're You're looking forward to the swim this year? Yeah, I am. I'm hoping hoping something comes up. And and that would be uh, uh, is that even an event that you would dare um, strike out and try to take a win on? I'm gonna try. That's for yeah. sure. Um, I'm never gonna like I won't count myself out on it, but I still know there's like a lot of other strong swimmers um, in the field as well. So everyone's like gonna put up a fight. But I'd like to think I'd be um, able to push that that top spot in whatever swim event it is um, and just see how it go. What what are your uh, what are your parents uh, think about you? Uh, your dedicate. How many years did you swim? I'd say about ten years. What do your parents think? Ten years in swimming, and then shift over to CrossFit. Do you get pressure? No, no, no. Don't do it. Stay in swimming. You put in not so really. Much work. So my mom, my mom was a swimmer as well. Um, so I did a lot of my training with her, um, throughout the years, like through my schooling years and stuff like that. Excuse me. Um, but she. She was happy. Like, she's like, as long as you find something that you love um, and um, if you're going to put all your effort into it and everything like that, she is happy. Like, as long as I'm trying my best, um, I'm doing what I can and I'm staying fit and healthy, then she doesn't mind. Same with my dad. Um, he's all for it. He loves the whole CrossFit thing. He doesn't do it, um, but he loves to get involved. And, um, yeah, they just love it. He's a huge fan. Yeah, yeah, they both are. Mom's actually a very huge fan of your podcast as well. So when I told her about this, she was over the moon. Oh, awesome. Tell her, I said hi. What's your mom's name? <laughs> Kylie. Kylie. Hi, Kylie. <laughs> hey, that makes me happy. Hey, um, why, why, do you think, um, why do you think you gravitate to, to uh, CrossFit over swimming? And do you think that the same burnout, do you think, do you look out? I shouldn't say you didn't use the word burnout, but do you look out for the same thing, reason that you switch swimming 
do you pay attention to that? Hey, is that going to come for CrossFit too? Like, am I two or three years away from maybe wanting to switch out of CrossFit? I don't know. I don't really think about, want to think about that really too much, I guess. Um, like the swimming thing just kind of came around. I was like, oh, I'm kind of sick of this. Um, I want to try something new. If it doesn't work, I'll come back to swimming. Um, like it wasn't something where I like hated it. I never wanted to do it again kind of thing. Um, so it was just lucky that I was able to find CrossFit and find something new. But with CrossFit, like, cause it's so varied, you're always doing something new. I feel like you're able to last that little bit longer just because it is always being, um, varied but again like the toll it takes on your body is also a lot higher like the impact is a lot higher than swimming so like both of them like will have their like reasons for like burnout and exhaustion and things like that um which I guess you do have to be wary of but it's not something I think about or anything like that until it kind of comes around I I don't know when it was but a couple years ago I I think we had Haley on and she was basically saying that um, Rich doesn't go to the pain cave and like, you never see him fall down after a workout anymore. And then we had Rich on and he's like, yeah, those I'm not, um, you know, I'm not doing that so much anymore. And that it must get, um, even just for the, the hobbyist CrossFitters like myself, the people who are just kind of like, you know, faking it. Um, it's a scary, it's a scary spot. Like when you hear someone like say to Fraser say, Hey, he sells his soul every day on the assault bike. Like, that uh yeah that shit is fucking scary that's just like oh i i know scary is right the right word what is the right word for that there's just a lot of pushback you get on and you're like say it again intimidating yeah i guess so i mean even if you say you're going to give it your all after the workout like someone like me might be like uh maybe i only gave it 89 percent. you know like there's a spot where i'm like oh this i I don't like the way this feels yeah yeah so so that's when i think of burnout for crossfitters that's what i think or or mental fortitude i always think how the fuck do they do this every single day do you know how you do it it's definitely um just uh i guess it's not oh what's the word i'm going for discipline i think it is like just knowing where i want to like what i want to achieve and where i want to go with the sport is kind of just what what keeps me there every day pushing hard but um i guess like with what you said about Matt and Rich, like being different, like Matt sells his soul every day. Rich doesn't. And, and maybe, and maybe like, Rich, and maybe Rich did back in the day. These were at different times, <laughs> by the way. Rich was Matt. Rich was talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. like in his current iteration as a you know, ten-time CrossFit Games athlete, and, I, and I'm comparing him to yeah. you know Matt in his second year. So let that be said before someone texts me and fucking choose me a new one. <laughs> yeah, like. Either way, like whenever it was said, um, I guess there's like points where you definitely do have to just go that extra little bit and sell your soul, right? But um, that's not something I don't think you need to do every single day because otherwise you will just burn out and just not want to train anymore. Um, So, yeah, there's definitely times where you should sell your soul. There's definitely times where you should just take it it back a notch. And like that even balance, I think, is is good. Keeps you you wanting more a little bit. Is there a story you tell yourself to get up and go? Like, I remember that teacher said to me in the third grade, I'll never amount to anything or fuck that girl who said that she'll be better than me someday. I'm not going to let her catch me. Or I would think that you need some sort of chip on your shoulder or some sort of narrative or motivation or I'll show them or I'm going to do this. Kind of a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I 
I don't know if, if I should if I should say it on here. It's it's a funny one, but um, oh stop it! I'll say it. Baden Baden Brown last year said to my coach, I posted I posted an Instagram post, mm-hmm. um, saying uh, to my friend who was moving to America, I was like, "Have fun in America. I'll see you next year if you know, you know, like winky face." Um, about the games, and he saw that and said to my coach, like, "Oh, does Emily think she's going to make the games next year?" This is what I've been told. So I was like, "Oh." That's a little bit, it's a, it's a little bit funny. My coach told me that one. I was like, ah, oh, okay. And yeah, here we are. Yeah, that's great. And so you keep that. Yeah. You hear that and you keep that. And it's, it's so like maybe one day when you're like, I've done enough workouts today, but you're like, you know what? I'm going to go in tonight and and talk to uh, Baden, my little Baden yeah. story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the one. Best of luck in America. I'll see you next year in August. Wow, uh, Caleb, impressive. Holy shit, dude. Wow. This is like a real podcast, the way how fast he pulled that up. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think people need those. You, um, there has to be... Uh, there has to be some... some. I think there has to be a story or some motivation. It can't just be just for nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. So that definitely added a little bit of fuel to the fire. Like I, ne- I never like take anything like that. Um, like with a gra- I just took it with a grand style. I was like, oh, he's like, oh, she's not gonna make it. She's only been doing it for so long. And um, yeah, it just added a little bit of fuel to the fire, and it was it was good. Yeah. Um, there is a uh, Instagram uh, picture of you, a uh, video of you standing next to a swimming hole, and it looks like you're about to go swimming. And then the camera pans over and there's an alligator or a crocodile in the water. <laughs> is that real? And and, and no, then the fake. next Oh, it is fake. That's not a real alligator or crocodile. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where is that? Yeah, that's just that's um retraining seniors pond. He has a he has a fake crocodile or alligator out there? Yeah, fake alligator head, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Hey, do they have alligators or crocodiles in Cookville or no? Too far away from the Gulf. Um, no, I think I asked that question to someone yesterday, um, if there were any, but, um, no, they said there's none in Tennessee, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I was like, she's crazy. Yeah, just a fl- fake floating one. <laughs> no, just a fake floating one. Um, your, your semifinals announcement, um, when you finish the workout, do you know that you made it or is it a stressful, stressful announcement? It was stressful. So going into the last event, I was second. Um, and like all I knew was kind of like I had to stay close to uh, Caitlin Van Zyl and um, that was pretty much it. Just stay close to Caitlin Van Zyl and you'll be sweet. I shot the bed in that workout. Uh, it was my worst finish. Um, thankfully, like she was only a place in front of me. So it was, I was like 99% sure that I'd, um, I'd kept a, at least third place position, but there was still that little thought in my head. Like I've just stuffed this up. Like my own, my could have been my only chance to make it. And I've just messed it up. So I was sitting at the finish line felt like an eternity. Um, just like that little thought in my head, like, what if, what if you just lost your chance? Um, so there was a little bit going through my head like that, but I was for the most part pretty sure. Um, but yeah, there was just that little thought in my head that what if I didn't? Uh, uh, 11th place. 
Yeah, so that one was my yeah, eleventh place was my worst finish. No shit, you got your worst finish on the last workout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I had nothing left. I was just all the nervous energy had been like running through my body. I was exhausted. I had nothing left to give. <laughs> so you were in the final heat? Yeah. And did you take last in the final heat? Um, I think I did. Yeah. Holy shit, that is stressful. Um, well, what happened? Where was the tough part? Was it? How tall are you? Uh, five nine. Okay, so you could, when you put your arms around the sandbag, you could touch your hands. Yeah. Where was the? Uh, where, where did you feel yourself coming apart? Toes to bar. Or? I think it was probably the echo bike. I thought the toe bar were going to be like my, um, like the harder part, but I just didn't have anything to give on the echo bike. I just slow, slower than I wanted to be. I started out, I was already the last off the bike off the first round. Um, yeah, I just didn't have, didn't have the power that I wanted. Emily, when you, when you, before you start that workout, do you know that like, can you look into your fuel tank and be like, okay, this is a four and a half minute workout and I only have 82 seconds of fuel. Is there any, like you do assessments like that? No, I probably don't think about it like that. I like, I was like, it's only a four and a half minute workout is probably what was in my head. Like you just have to hold on for four minutes. Like that was probably what was going through my head more than anything than, than the energy thing. Um, but yeah, I just didn't have enough for four and a half minutes. And, and, and do you, can you do anything? But do you know that before the workout that you're not? I guess what I'm asking, and can you do anything? Can you eat something? Can you drink a little pre-workout? Could you like? Can you do anything? Is there anything you do to yourself? It's, yeah, let's start there. Is there anything you eat knowing that's the last workout of the day before you go out there? I don't know. No, I've never really thought about that. I just eat what I get told to eat before the workouts. Like my dietitian will just. Say, make sure you eat this and this before you work out. Like an hour before, have these, have some lollies right beforehand. I probably don't have anything like specific. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like I just used all my energy, like nervous energy, because I was sitting in second going to that last workout. Like I was just freaking out. And I think doing that had like used up all my energy without realizing. And then as soon as I went to go, I was like, I have nothing. Oh, so you realize it when you're out there. That must yeah, be a trip. Yeah. Oh, that must be a trip. Almost like yeah, you're, it wasn't, almost it wasn't like great. you're in quicksand. Kind of, yeah. I don't know if my head just wasn't in the right place when I went out there. Like just because I was overthinking everything. Obviously, being in second, it was stressful. Just very stressful. Um, so yeah, I don't know. My head just wasn't in the right place going into it. I guess. Um, which is definitely something I have to work on, just my mental game. Um, but that, I think, played a role there. Um, uh, Barry McCockner, uh, Jeremy wants to know if Emily is single. Emily, do you have a, a mate? <laughs> oh, I think, what do they call it in your country? No, not a mate. A mate's just anyone in your country. You have a, um, a significant other. Do you have anyone that you like to kiss? You have a kiss I don't. No, no. She is, uh, she is sing single. Um. So ten years of swimming, and then you get into CrossFit. Do you have a, a, a sudden body composition uh, shift, like a, a a pretty quick one? Um, I don't know. Um, like swimmers don't I, have butts, so do they? What? Sorry. 
Swimmers don't have butts, dude. They're like runners. Like you guys just swim your asses off, right? We have no legs. Yeah, no, no legs, no butts, nothing on the lower half, really. I've always had like quite large shoulders. Um, but yeah, CrossFit <clears throat> probably changed, like composition wise, like changed my like lower half a lot more. In, in, um, in, just because we act back, started to finally use my legs, do some squatting, which is not something you see a swimmer do too often. And, and, um, and did your body, how did your body react? Did it react quickly and uh, appropriately? Or was it uh, uh, after 10 years of swimming, was it a tough transition? I actually think it was okay. Like, I, I can't remember too much. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but I think, like, still with swimming, I was doing some strength training. So there was still a little bit there. Um, the volume just increased. And I think just because I've been so used to high volume training, even if it was a different muscle group, I think it all still like um, came together pretty well. And like, I think I transitioned pretty well regarding that. You, you, you don't remember like the first time you were working out uh, doing like squats or lunges. And then after the workout done, you're like, holy shit. Like I can feel my ass right now. Like I, when I started CrossFit, I remember there were two, two workouts in particular. I was like, holy fuck. Like I, I actually have my quads are fucking feel like they're going to explode. Like every step I could feel them. And then I remember the first time I felt my butt. I'm like, whoa, workout. say it again. <laughs> that was probably that Cindy workout that I spoke about earlier yeah. as well. Like my first like hardcore workout. I might, I definitely could feel my legs after that. And it was only, I don't know, 200, 200 squats, maybe not too, not too many really regard. Like if you think about it nowadays, like 200 squats in a workout isn't too bad. Just air squats. So, yeah, I definitely felt it in that one. I think another one that people feel probably who've never done a pull-up too, you probably didn't notice this one as much being a swimmer, but is um, uh, lats. Like if you never had lats before and then you get yeah. into CrossFit, all of a sudden you're like a fucking flying squirrel. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, the whole swimming thing helped with the pull-ups, like not having the doms there all the doms were focused on my legs and I was just in pain for a week, like walking downstairs, trying to sit on the toilet. I was just trying like holding on to the walls while trying to do anything leg related. It wasn't fun. I don't miss those days. What's doms again? Delayed. Delayed on onset muscle soreness. Yeah. That shit's great. Isn't it? Don't do you like that? So great. Yeah. I mean, because then you know you um, did. Are you joking? Because then you know you did something. Yeah, Aren't no, doms kind of fun? Yeah. Yeah. As long as they're not so bad that they inhibit you from walking. Right. Then... Like going downstairs and each step is like, oh shit, I better hold the railing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you talked about in um, uh, one of the podcasts that you were doing a yoke carry and you had some doms that were unique to you, I think. is that Does that sound right? You did a yoke carry in some workout and you'd been doing CrossFit for like two years and all of a sudden you had some soreness and you're like, holy shit, how do I still have soreness in muscles that I've never felt soreness in before? I thought I had done everything. Do you remember that? This is a podcast from over a year ago. Okay. You like the yoke? You like the strongman stuff? I do. I do. Yeah. I love love the strongman. and, And you have access to all that stuff in Australia where you train? We do now. We've, Recently, we got a yoke a couple weeks before the semifinals. Um, and have we gotten anything else? No, I think yeah, the yoke. We got a, yeah, we got two yokes just before the semifinals, and then they decided not to put them in. So I was a little bit sad about that. 
But that so that picture there is the first time I've ever used the yoke. At the semifinals two years ago? Yep. When um whenever I see you guys do those, it's like there's I have this stress for you guys. The whole thing I I've never used a yoke, but I'm assuming the whole thing is is you do not want one of those legs to touch the ground even for a second, right? No, because then you'll just start wobbling all over the place. You'll have to put it down, reset, and then it's just a big waste of time. So you have to set the height of the thing um, perfectly. So, like, obviously, as the workout goes along, you're going to compress a little bit. Um, so if those plates are only just off the ground, you're going to hit it. You're not going to be able to walk properly with it, and it's just going to be a mess. So, so what's the deal? If it's too high, it, it wobbles too quickly, and if it's too low, it hits the ground? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, if it's too high, um, it'll start to, like, sway either way. Too low, it'll hit the ground. So, yeah, you have to find that, like, happy medium with the height. I really don't enjoy watching that that event. <laughs> yo, yo, carry. That you one, like I think, has been my favorite event ever in the semifinals. Uh, how come? I don't know. It was just, I think, like, a bunch of my strengths um, in that workout. I love strongman and handstand push-ups were great as well. So I think that one was, yeah, just, and it went really well. I came third behind Tia and Cara. So I don't think I could really complain about oh, that Oh, shit. One. You took third behind them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, see that, um, congratulations on that. See how high that yoke is off the ground? Is that is that where it's supposed to be? Like that? Or is that too high off the ground? Can you see that? It probably looks like it's like. I think it's like. Four inches. Looks like it's like that high. That's how high it is supposed to be off the ground. Good job. I think Caleb. it's all right. Yeah. Like, you know, I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, all that shit would stress yeah, me out. It looks it looks all right to me. Um, who's coming to uh Madison with you? Um, so I've got my my current coach now, um, Daniel Strickland. He he'll be coming over the week of the games. Um, and I've also got my manager Patrick Orr and um, uh, photographer Ben Watson as well, and they're like I'm very good friends with all of them, so it'll be good having the support there. You have a manager already? Is that like an agent? Yeah, yeah. And, and what's he do? He he's just looking out for ways to to make you money. I guess a little bit, and just making like he just like make sure like on the socials I'm doing all my stuff right, um, and yeah, things like that. Did you have a uh, Instagram account that got hacked? Yeah, yeah, at the start of last year. <laughs> How does that happen? Tell me. So you wake up one morning, you open your Instagram, and you're like, oh, "This doesn't look right," or you can't get in, or what's the deal? I clicked on a link, and I think they must have been able to. I don't know exactly how it worked. Uh, my friend got hacked, who sent me a link saying, "Go check out these photos I took of you." Thought it was legit because they do take photos. Oh, and yeah. Just, just a dumb, dumb mistake. And then you, and you lost your account. Yeah. And and there's and there's no way like you write Instagram back and they're like fuck you eat a dick, nothing. <laughs> I actually I didn't I didn't bother trying to get it back. Um, I just like I'll I'll cop that. That was my dumb mistake. So I just created a new account. Uh, uh, Emily, do they? I'm I'm looking at um. Your account now, and is it the what? What do you do about the name? How do you get your name back, or did you have it under a different name? Oh, I just ended up reporting, um, putting the other account, and they 
got deleted because they still kept posting stuff. Um, like when like if you pick the number that's in this, you'll win five thousand dollars, and they kept posting that, so people were reporting it, and I was reporting it, and it got deleted. No shit, crazy. Yeah, so I was able to keep my name, and they they changed my username actually as well, so like I couldn't log in to anything, like change my username and password. God, that shit is so fucking annoying. Can you imagine that being your life, hacking into other people's shit? What a shit yeah, life. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why they have, ugh, why they do that, and why they don't have anything better to do. But that's whatever. I've learned my lesson. Don't click on random links. Um, hey, I would. Uh, those people should have to like um, bear crawl a thousand miles. They can 100%. do. They can take as long as they want to do it. There's a cell. And you're either bell crawl, bear crawling or you're in your cell eating. Yeah. And you have to I do agree. a thousand miles. That may take you six months or, or two years, but you're going to come out stronger. You have a lot of time to think. I 100% agree. Douchebags. Uh, so Jake Chapman doesn't have to ask, can she uh, say, oh, oh my goodness. Miss um, Emily, could you say, um, uh, I don't think it's get on the chopper. I think it's get to the chopper. The um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I don't even know how to say his last name, yeah. saying. Could you, yeah, could you say that? Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Wow. That might be the best one I've heard. Look at look at Rosie. That's a My business Facebook account actually got hacked last week. No, it's not excessive. No, it's not excessive, Kenneth. A thousand miles is not a little excessive. Excessive is hacking He's my the one shit. That does it. Yeah, I'd love to find someone uh, at Instagram actually banned my my account. I'd like to find out who that is and make them run five thousand miles, bear crawl five thousand miles. Asshole. Absolutely. It, it sucks to think that there's some fucking kid over there who's just like, you know mm. what? I don't like what that guy's posting. I'm pulling his shit down. It is like that. Yeah, or they just they just find random accounts. And like, see if they're vulnerable. Do you? Ever, I, I don't. I never report anyone's account for anything. If I see something I don't like, I just fucking keep going my way. Yeah. You ever report it anyone? At the time, you, very... you ever report anyone's accounts? Hey. You ever report anyone's accounts? Um, only ones that are being hacked. Oh, as yeah, well, like it's yeah. happened to a few nights as well. Um. So uh, Daniel will be there. He's your coach. Um. Patrick, your agent, and Ben Watson, the photographer. What about um, uh, m mom and dad? They were looking at coming over, um, but they just because it's such an expensive trip, they wanted to help me out a little bit more financially um, than spending all their money to come watch. Yeah. So they've, they've helped me out with a little bit um, on the money side, which I'm very grateful for. So, yeah, I definitely – I don't think I'd be here this early, at least even, without them and then – just the whole trip in general. They've yeah, they've been very helpful with. Yeah, athletes need that. Mm, yeah. And and you, you've only been you've been in the sport so such a short time also. So it's like and and you've you know, climbed to the top so quickly that it's like yeah, you need time for like those types of things to catch up. Are are you? Yeah, are yeah. You... So I don't have like. Go sorry. ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. I was just gonna say like I don't have like the massive following base and things like that or like um. School. like i've got sponsors who also like help me out with um some money side of things as well but um like a lot of the athletes there are trained full-time 
and they've got like a constant income, which is something that I don't have have yet. So it's definitely just it's nice to know, like it's nice to have the help, like from my family and stuff like that. I wonder how stressed out your mom and dad are going to be watching this on um on YouTube or wherever it is or on TV. God, that would be fucking stressful to watch your kid do this. Yep, yep. Saw my mom cry for the first time when she came to, oh, not for the first time, but for the first time in a long time when she came to my semifinals. So I can't imagine what she'll be like for the games. She cried uh, during the week or at the end when you made it? Like when I made it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You you looked over and you saw her in the stands crying? No, she she came down to the front um, because they they had to go catch a flight. They're like, we have to go, but well done. And yeah, they were just, they were very, very happy. You like to make your parents proud? Yeah. Yeah, they've done a lot for me. Yeah, that's cool. Over the years. Do you, do you do you feel that pressure for them from the, do you feel that pressure like sometimes like hey my I know my mom and dad work extra hard and they give me money and they they're behind me and that puts a little added like needed pressure to to perform. a little bit but um they always like just say like as long as you do your best then they're happy like they they don't care if I come 40th like as long as I did my best tried my hardest they they don't mind at all they're just happy happy that I was there and yeah. How far are you from Mayhem now? You're in your hotel? Five minute drive. And um, are there a lot of athletes there already? Yeah, yeah, there's a few there. Um, like, obviously, like the um, Mayhem athletes that live here, like the, um, I've been training a bit with uh, Paige Powers and Bailey Rail um, and Victoria Campos. I've been training with them for a little bit now, like for the past week or so, which has been really cool. Um, and then there's like a lot of like the other guys there as well, like Luke Parker's there, Sam Sam Cornier. Um, who else is there? Like Royce and their team is here as well, the Torian Mayhem team. They're here. There's a lot, a lot of people. When when you train with uh, people like uh, Victoria and Paige and Bailey, do you do you call them ahead of time or DM them ahead of time and say, hey, I'm coming to town or like? Is is it weird? I, I, I'm wondering how it is, especially for like um, uh, Bailey and Paige, because they probably have their whole thing already like going, right? They're regular training yeah. partners. They, they they definitely like they train together a lot, um, and I kind of just like slid myself in there. They asked me like I was there. I hadn't spoken to them before um, I'd gotten to the gym, um, but we were both getting ready for the same workout. Like um, they're like, oh, do you want to join in? And we're just kind of being like jumping in and working. They do together. say that really they're cool. they're they do say that they're nice like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> definitely. Uh, is there an orientation when you get there? How, how does Mayhem onboard people like that? Like, so you're doing their program. You're a games athlete. Do you reach out to them and say, "Can I come out?" Or do they reach out to you? Or are they like, "Hey, Emily, yeah, you made I it reached to out to." I reached out to them. Um, about coming over early and training and they were all for it. Like they were super helpful. <clears throat> and yeah, they were like, yep, come on over. And once I got there, they like explained the whole thing, like how, how it works to me. And yeah, it's just been really good. They've been super welcoming um, and everything there. All easy. Like, Hey, you can come out work from here. The gym's open between this time and this time. Make yep, yourself yep, at home. Very easy. And, and did you see the little coffee shop there? Yeah, it's a cool little coffee shop. Yeah, I, I, if I ever go, that's the that's the reason why I want to go to Mayhem. I want to see that little coffee shop there. And do you hang out in there? Coffee shop. 
Um, I haven't yet. Um, I don't drink coffee myself, so I don't actually go in there at all. Do you do, do, you do caffeine? It, buy, like, food. No. You don't do any caffeine? No. Wow, that's amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. I don't nope. know. I don't know if it's something like sorry. No caffeine. No, I don't have free workout or anything. I don't know. Um, do you know any other athletes who don't do caffeine? Um I mean it's not something I ask, I guess, but whenever like if someone says, Oh, do you want to go for a coffee? I was like, Oh, I don't drink coffee, they're always very shocked. So most people I think still still drink it. Yeah, um, and people who don't drink coffee still usually have some sort of uh, caffeine addiction, right? Like um, my buddy Andrew. <laughs> like, my like buddy and yeah, my buddy Andrew wakes up and has two pre workouts right when he wakes up in the morning. Like as his pick me up. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Well. Um, uh, why don't you? You just never have, or do you, do you have some sort of um, give some sort of issue with caffeine, like where you're like. Um, against it morally or ethically or uh i don't know you don't think it's healthy well, or... i don't i don't like the taste of coffee so yeah. there's that ass. so that yeah. cuts out coffee completely yep. um and just like pre-workouts i never i never really enjoyed drinking them they didn't taste very good um and they always just make me like very shaky and anxious so i wasn't there's no i didn't think there was any point in me trying it and i've been able to get through so far so um, Eric Weiss says, uh, I heard uh, Andrew Hiller snorts coffee. And then Andrew doesn't miss a second and says, careful, hombre. Ooh. You know, <laughs> hombre is Spanish for man, but it, 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 uh, when you use it, it elevates the, the nuance there in the United States is it elevates the tension. Wow. Yeah, co uh, coffee is a um, acquired taste of it's weird. I, I think coffee is weird too, but I just like having warm drinks and I'm addicted to caffeine. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to get addicted to caffeine. My mom and dad have many uh, many cups a day. A lot of people I know have multiple before twelve o'clock in the morning, at uh, twelve o'clock in the day. When will you head over, uh, Emily? When will you head over to Madison? Thirtieth uh, of July, so in a week. And do you fly there by yourself, or do you go with some of the Mayhem people? Um, so I think there's a couple of people on my flight. I know Paige Powers is on the same flight as myself. Um, and I think there might be a couple others as well. Um, and I'll be meeting people in Chicago when I get there to drive to Madison. Isn't, um, I thought that you guys had a, oh, you're for, in your orientations on the, on the morning of the 31st. So you get there on the 30th and then the next yeah, morning yeah. it's, it's straight to work. Yeah, the Monday morning. Yeah, we've got our um, red Joe and stuff, 8 till 11. Awesome. Hey, uh, great meeting you. I'm excited for you. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, yeah you're amazing. What, what, a, what a cool experience. I'm glad I'm going to have a front row seat and get to see, you, uh, to see you in your first year there at the CrossFit Games battling it out with the fittest people on the planet. It's going to be cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm definitely I'm very excited. All right, dear. Uh, talk to you soon. Yeah, too easy. Thanks so much. And thanks for doing this. Yep. All right. Ciao. Yep. Too easy. Bye. Bye.
Uh, too easy. That's the. That means that that was too. Like I enjoyed that. Thanks for making that easy. She said too easy twice. Too easy. Uh, too easy. That's got to be a compliment. Yes, Evie, too easy. I knew this girl. That was her nickname in high school. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, Fisa Gaffi coming up. What is this? How come every time I say dear? Yeah, dear. What? I, I don't know how to do it. Dear. She's someone. She's a, she's a little kid. Dear. Stop trying to make chow happen. I could do chow. Did I do chow? Did I say oh, you chow? Didn't, you didn't do chow this time. I do chow now and again. Uh, Tweezy, she meant you need to do your eyebrows. Tweezy. <laughs> Me so easy. Uh, yeah. I, that may have been the best female or male uh, get to the chopper. Pretty good so far. Oh, Fisigafi's coming on in seven minutes. That's exciting. Yeah. She, I guess I could tell her to come. Um, oh, and Matt Souza's on his way to my house. Oh, my goodness. Holy shit. Lindsay Mercado. Mercado. Lindsay Mercado. Mercado? Mercado. Rhymes with avocado. Uh, Lindsay, I finally caught a live one, behind the scenes one. Holy shit. Thank you. Caught a live one. Lindsay, I'm going to use that money. Um, to put gas in my rental car when I drive home from uh, Madison to Chicago. I think I have to return the car, car full of gas or something. Just above a three-quarter tank, right? Uh, yes. Thank you, Caleb. Yeah. Back in the day when I was a baller, I just, I just always returned it however I wanted. They're like, it'll be eleven twenty-five per gallon if you return it. Fuck off. Don't talk to me. Charges to the car. Yeah, just take this shit. <laughs> Sir, you vomited in the car. Yeah, clean that shit up. Uh, Tank Reeve, Sevon, you need a Vindicate to make a dump truck hottie shirt. I'm so glad you like that. I think it's so funny, <laughs> dump truck hotties. I do remember the first time I felt my butt after doing a CrossFit workout, and like I was walking, and it was like jiggling and shit. I was like, wow, I have an ass back there. Do you remember mm -hmm. that? Can you remember that? Man, I don't know. I don't think so. I remember the first time I saw like quad separation in my quads that my legs just didn't look like poles. I was like, wow. Oh, yeah. I kind of remember that too. It's like, holy shit. I, wow. I'm on the juice. I'm all juiced <laughs> up. Uh, I thought you were big time. You were driving yourself. I think I'm driving. If, if Andrew will drive, I'll probably let him drive. I was going to say, isn't Hiller going to drive you? I have a rental car. I suspect that Hiller's not a very good driver. Why is that? I just suspect that he, he'll, he'll be a little, like, a robotic. Like, I flow. I'm a soul driver. Like, I just change. I, I, when I, I, I picture Andrew Hiller driving, driving, like, segmented. He turns on his blinker. He shifts. He switches lanes. He turns off his blinker. Like me, I flip it on. Check the mirrors. I cruise over. I don't mind shift. I don't mind switching two or three lanes at a time if I have to. I just see him being very um, segmented. You know what I mean? He doesn't flow. Yeah, I get what he's, you mean. He's not. Oh, I love driving. That doesn't answer the question. <laughs> that doesn't answer the question. 
when I was, I used to have to teach people how to drive in Jordan when I was deployed. And some people were just terrible. Just like, like it was like segmented, but it was just aggressive segments, like slam on the brakes, put on the blinker, swerve over to the other lane, swerve back over, flick the blinker, accelerate aggressively. Like anytime there was a speed bump, slow down right before it, accelerate over it, accelerate through it. Like it was insane. Driving's not like you're doing anything. It's a Venn diagram. Everything's always crossing into everything else. Like you're describing like this person who like thinks they either have to be gassing or braking. Right. You're like, dude, yeah. that's not how driving works. Driving's yeah. about like looking down the road. It's a flow. Yeah, it's a flow. Oh, here, here. Uh, I will wait for you to let me know my skill at the wheel. I, will, I should come with a clipboard and like a, a driving assessment. <laughs> make sure that you have like a break on your side of the car too uh Sevon, i just had my blood work done from california hormones oh that's awesome how are your chromosomes are you a man can they tell is that how they, can they tell your chromosomes from your blood work they can't right your chromosomes are everywhere i guess yeah you could if you have the right hey Ed hiller i'm having some camera issues kind of camera issues i don't even know if i have time to get into it because fee's coming on in two minutes i don't even know if i should try to explain this this is probably horrible for the for the viewership if i talk about my camera oh, i'm real what say it again he wants to know oh you, okay so it's been a while since i since i shot but normally what i do is i shoot in manual focus mode and then there's a button on the back like an af button and I push that button, and then it spot focus. Spot focuses really quick, right? And then if I hold that button down, it stays in tracking mode, right? So let's say someone's running across the field, and I have it manual focus. I get that that spot on them, and I hit the uh, autofocus button on the back, and it tr- that square will lock onto them and track them. That's how I used to do it. Or if I'm doing an interview with someone, uh, you know, with the 24 mil, and I'm right in front of them, I, it's on manual focus, and I hit the spot instead of manually focusing. I just hit the the button, and it's turns on the autofocus for a second, locks them in. And for some reason on the A7R4, it won't let me get into that mode. It, that's the DMF mode, right? Anyway, I, I, I started looking at it this morning and I started stressing myself out before the, um, it's not something I should be fucking with at six in the morning. <laughs> I have the, um, I'm going to use the A7 uh, S3, Greg, on, um, to shoot slow-mo i'll have a second i'll have two cameras like i always do um and i'll shoot 4k 120 with that but i'm just talking but i still need the um because i need two cameras not sure why you're using the a7r4 like i I knew i shouldn't ask (laughs) fine yeah what do you think i should do I also noticed that the A6600 also shoots uh, 4K 120. Does it shoot 4K 120? No, I'm not switching to Canon. Oh, great. Here come, here come the solutions. Why are you shooting with that camera? You should throw it at the wall. 
Uh, Gulf Fox Trot Yankee. I hit. I have teenage drivers. The Arizona drivers test. They are not allowed to fail anyone. Everyone passes. No shit. That's that can't be true. I failed mine first time. In in, in what state? Nebraska. I um, I uh, I was getting on the freeway the other day. I, I can't remember ever seeing this in my fucking forty five years of driving and. The guy stopped on the on-ramp because he couldn't merge onto the freeway. So imagine imagine there's six of us in a line accelerating to get on the freeway, and then this dude slams on his brakes and stops. <laughs> dude, I slam on my brakes, and I see the guy behind me slam on his brakes, and then I just all I hear is horns honking. Oh, that's horrible. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Peace. I'm in. You're in. Hi. Good morning, you guys. You made it. That was easy. Can you rotate your phone, Fee? Oh, horizontal? Yes, please. Thank you. Yay. There you go. I'm on. I'm using my tripod, so that's why I'm adjusting. There you go. I wish I could see your tripod. It's actually, it's called, uh, what's it called? It's like, it's called tentacle. Cause it looks like a little octopus. Oh yeah, kinda. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, um, yeah, it moves all over the place. It's actually really cool. I saw it on an ad, and I immediately got two. So it was a bogo sale. <laughs> oh, uh, when you say immediately, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there it is. Hey, um, did you see it on an ad on Instagram? I did. I did. Oh man. They I'm, got me real good. Yeah, I wrote that off. Sucker for the shit on Instagram, but they made it so hard for me to buy, so that I always I kind of slip out. <laughs> I uh, I it's funny. It's like I, when I wake up, I usually the phone like I check my phone first thing. Yeah, me and too. And as I'm like scrolling through Instagram at like six thirty in the morning, I see this ad and I'm like, oh, I need one, and I also would love to because buy one get one free. And sure enough, after my fiance is like, you got two. Why do you need two? You got a million tripods. And I was like, yeah, but eventually those break. And at some point, I'm probably going to need these anyway. So, yeah, so I just got two. Hey, Fee, um, uh, some people say you shouldn't um, uh, look at your phone first thing in the morning. But I like to do that, too. I like to wake up and I like to uh, open a window or open the front door, let the dog run out. And then I like to get my phone and check to see what I missed during the night. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, why do they say it's bad checking your phone though? Cause I feel um, like that's the first thing I need to know is like who messaged me, who called me. Maybe my coach is, you know, Matt usually tells me, you know, certain updates in training or something. So my, my wife wakes um, up and sits in um, like half Lotus and breathes. Like some, someone, a healthy person would, Something yeah, like a, like does. like a monk. Yeah, and she closes yeah. her eyes. For how long? I don't know. Like you I, you, you tell her good morning, and she's like in meditation. <laughs> I don't know, but um, I talk to her when she's in that state too. Obviously, she doesn't talk back, but I'll say stuff to her like, "Hey, I'm gonna go do the podcast. I'll be back in an hour." Hey, don't forget if you get in the deep con- breath. You get- What'd you say? You just hear her deep breaths. Yeah, totally. Or I'll be like, hey, like she's she's she just woke up and I'll be like, hey, just so you know, the, uh, the forerunner's out of gas. So if you go somewhere, stop at the gas station first. Or you know what I mean? I don't ever <laughs> expect her to talk back. 
but just like why is that such a dad that's such a first thing in the morning something about the car something about the yes yes (laughs) my dad used to knock it at my door at like six in the morning or whenever he would leave for work and he would just like knock really loud and say i'm leaving make sure you change the oil in your car oh what a good dude six in the morning it's such a great Hey, look at that setup behind you over your shoulder on the left. Uh, two external monitors, an iPad, and a and a laptop. Ah! Look at that shit. Look at that. What, that's what's not going- my desk. Yeah, what's going on over there? That's that's like a that's like my desk. That's like a serious a podcast setup <laughs> over there. What's going on over there? My that's my fiance's work from home. We ended up getting that desk and dollars from Aldi's, and if you touch it in like just with your finger it like does it like shifts around but he has three monitors up there he's a cpa so So spreadsheets spreadsheets documents lots of meetings lots of phone calls lots of everything so monitors to get the job done uh barry mccall she has a fiance with a um sad face oh Barry. I'm sorry, Barry. Oh, look, Barry's flexing in his picture and everything, too. No, that's, um, I'm that's getting... Lucas Parker. That, that's Lucas Parker. That's not Barry. <laughs> I'm looking at him. I was like, Lucas Parker. Um, yeah, I'm married. I got engaged last year, and now we're getting married right after the games. It's been a stressful, like, couple months. Where are you getting married at? Cancun, Mexico. Oh, that's nice. We're getting, if you've ever uh, are looking to go to Mexico, in Cancun, there's a Relish Resorts. And it is the most beautiful resort vacation spot I've ever been to. I've been there twice now, the last two years, every time we've gone. And it's an all-inclusive resort. And Moon Palace is actually on the resort. There's three different hotels. And it's this huge campus of all-inclusive drinks, food, entertainment. Every night is a party somewhere. And, yeah, that's where we're getting married. So let me see if this place suits me. I like a place where um, I can just walk around in shorts and nothing else, barefoot and just shorts. Okay. And the water is um, clean and safe. I can walk out into the water and swim. Yes. Oh, the water in Cancun. Oh, you could see it. It's that crystal blue, clear water. Exactly what the picture show. That's actually exactly what it looks like. Wow. Absolutely beautiful. And there's there's like bars like in the pool. Like you can swim Uh and get get your swerve on. There's those swim up bars right on these pools are huge i mean there's almost like 10 pools connected with each other at uh this resort how much is that is that expensive how much is that no so which is crazy so this all-inclusive resort at least for al and i last year for seven for a seven-day trip all-inclusive we paid 26 2600 each no two 2600 total. Wow. And it was uh, like 2665. And but, when you say uh, all inclusive, yeah. you could eat food and drink and all that? 
24 hours, seven days a week. You could eat literally at any time of the night. There's actually room service, so, and the bars are open until late, and you could drink as much as you want, eat as much as you want, and it is exactly what you pay for. You don't have to pay out of pocket other than, like, maybe if you go and you use, so you get certain amount of credits at this resort to apply to excursions or if you want to get a massage, if you want to do a little trip outside of the resort, certain credits. No, and the only th no thank you. The no. <laughs> I know. No. <laughs> but they're they're we went swimming with dolphins we went to isla mujeres last year yeah. actually the last two years and we got to swim with dolphins and enjoy a little uh cruise ride to the island but anyways the only thing you really pay out of pocket is like service fee or you know you're tipping your you go to dinner or you go to the bar and you have you know you give tip so that's really the only thing you're paying out of pocket you might stay two weeks. We're actually staying. Yeah. Yeah, you might. It's too good. We're staying for 10 days this time around. Do they have so a gym there? Long... They, they probably have a little gym there too. They do. They have, actually, it's called The Grand. And it's, hence, it's the biggest hotel on that entire resort. There's, and there's two more others. But at this gym, it's, it's huge. It has like sauna, steam, all the equipment all the bikes and machines and a good amount of space. So I'm excited. I'm going to be, I'll be probably working out just to like earn the drinks a little bit. Yeah. 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 Then, yeah. 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 Just a little, a little sweat. Plus that's your natural yeah. state, right? Just a little, you gotta have a little sweat. I, yeah. Little, so I love, so I, so being with Matt, I'm known to like love long, sweaty, e-moms, aerobic, everything. And that's actually what I don't do anymore. <laughs> I'll be taking advantage of a long, like a power hour. Don't stop moving for every day when I'm there. And I got to make sure I fit into my wedding dress. I got to make sure I'm not too chunky, fluffy. <laughs> um, will you fly straight from Madison to there? Almost. And so we're going to go from Madison. We're going to come back here to, and then we'll have, we'll get back here on Monday sometime in the afternoon. And then the next morning we have to leave at like three in the morning oh, to go to Miami and we fly to Miami. Wow. Oh God. Yeah. It's going to be so, so nice when you get there and you can just be like, <sighs> and take a breath. That's right. I feel like from the time we get to Madison to the time we leave, I feel like I won't be able to like relax yet until all is done. Fee, Fee, you're um at a you're in Naples now. Mm-hmm. I moved to Naples here in November. I've been here since I I actually my sister got married and two days later we moved. <laughs> we left and we've from... been here since November from Cleveland, Ohio. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, and do you, so you came there to Naples with, um, your fiance. What did you say his name was again? Matt? Alex. Alex. Sorry. Sorry, Alex. Um, yeah. you came with Alex. Matt and Al look like cousins a little bit. Yeah. I get a DeChico vibe, uh, Matt Torres vibe from your husband a little bit. Like, like they make, like, do you know who that is? Angelo DeChico? Yeah, yeah, yes. give a little Angelo De Chico, Matt Torres. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, because Al's Italian, De Chico is 
very Italian. Oh, okay. And yes. uh, yeah, they're both like dark beard. <laughs> Let so, the pictures up. So you guys are in Cleveland, and you say, mm -hmm. "Hey, I want to go train down there." Um, Alex uh, gets a, a a waiver from his work to train offsite or to to work <laughs> offsite, and you guys go to Naples. Yeah. And now you've been there in November, December, January, February, March, April, yeah. June. Holy shit! Half more than half a year. Yeah. And so, is that your home now? Do you think? What did you do with your uh, apartment in Cleveland or your house in Cleveland? Did you ditch it? Well, actually, no. Actually, I because ever since being in Cleveland, I had always lived with my parents. Okay. I was always at home. That's nice. I was working. I was safe. Well, honestly, it was kind of, it was really nice because my parents are very. Um, I'm so lucky with my parents. They they're the kind of parents, very old fashioned, but also in a way where when my mom up and my dad was younger growing up, they also came from a household where it's like they stay at the parents' house as long as they can until they maybe find a wife right. <laughs> or find a husband. Iran and they old school Iranian, a born in Iran father, and then old school <laughs> a Mexican mom born in Mexico, right? You have like, yes. well, my dad wasn't, I'm sorry. My dad wasn't born in Iran. His parents came from Iran, made it to the States and started a new life here. Okay. First born. Um, he looks very, he's very Iranian. My dad has like this big mustache, crazy. He looks like Albert Einstein a little bit, um, but still very traditional family. Very, uh, so yeah, anyway, so I left and you could only, met, I'm 28 now and my dad was Oh not shit. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> he looks like Albert Einstein. I tell him he's What's Albert Einstein. What's your dad do for a living? He's a, he's a neurologist. Oh yeah, He's he a... looks smart as shit. Wow. <laughs> what is that? Is that Cisco also eats at the same breakfast place your dad eats at? Is that Cisco over there? Who's that on the wall over there? In the background? Yeah. I have no idea. He's a wall of fame of so many different celebrities. Oh my god, your dad looks just a classic Iranian <laughs> fucking Berkeley dude. He looks like a professor at UC Berkeley. Holy shit. He actually he he is a smart, smart man. I mean, he studied mathematics and chemistry when he was in college and he was a math tutor for his friends and eventually wanting to pursue math mathematics to pursuing medicine. And yeah, and he met my mom in Mexico. So I have those same headphones, I think. God, I'm embarrassed. That could be me. <laughs> I'm, 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 he, I'm still, a... he has the Bluetooth headphones that wrap around. He has those headphones on at all times. Like, Every morning he rushes out of the house at yeah. some point, forgetting yeah. his headphone or his Bluetooth, and he's like, so. Yeah, that's my papi. I call him papi, so that's what I call my dad, papi. <laughs> and, oh, and, and and so you lived at home. So when you left, um, do you still have a room there at that house, Fee? I do. Every time I go back, every time I go back to uh to visit home, my my bedroom is actually very uh very college like. There is this, um, like a very broken uh, sheet that covers one wall, and uh, it has a sun. And then all my, like everything that I had in college. I think it's called the like, tapestry. You were a hippie. Tapestry, yes. Yeah, I tapestry yes. in my hippie was, room. Uh huh. Everyone, like everyone in college, I remember had a tapestry, and so I wanted one. And anyways, that's still there. Like I graduated from John Carroll University in 2016. And I still have a bit, and you know, I have my wall pictures, board, like the mess of my room. 
uh, is still pretty much there, and they leave it for me to come home to. <laughs> oh, I just well visited said. Uh, not too long ago. Well said, Bernie. He looks like the Persian Mark Twain. I nailed it. Yeah, exactly. Persian Mark Twain. Yeah. I've never. Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to. You'll make him feel good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, so, so you go down there and do you think Naples is going to be your home now? Is this, that's a long time you've been there. Yeah, well, well, I mean, the last time we chatted, I was in, uh, I was training out of CrossFit Mentality. And with uh, Scotty, uh, with Scott Panchik. Uh-huh. Yeah. With Scott Panchik. He, he owns the, uh, affiliate mentality. And I actually always thought I would never leave home. Like I always thought that I was the kind of person that, would never leave home. I'll never leave my affiliate. I'll never leave, you know, this bubble that I've always known and loved. And um, ever since actually, but at the time I didn't have a coach. So at the time I really just trained with Scott, but I didn't have any camp, anything like that. And so until I got connected with Matt, um, we kind of, my life completely pivoted and the direction in the sport changed. And last year I got the opportunity to come down here and he was like, you could come down here and we are going to get you to the games and we're going to bring you along and you're going to be he training says that. with some he of the says best that in the you world. we're going to get you mm-hmm. to the games. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yep. pretty ballsy. This was, you know, that shit's yeah. hard. That is, <laughs> it's taking me forever to get back. Um, but yeah, he believed in me and invested in me and just like really saw something even before um, I was able to uh, truly show and get back. You know, it's I think the first couple I got, I was there in 2019. And ever since then, I was always missing something. Very sure and confident that he had the secret sauce to uh, <laughs> getting me there. And sure enough. We got to do it this year. Fee, what, what's the first year? What's changes. the first year you did CrossFit? Tried CrossFit. What year? I walked in. I walked into an affiliate in twenty four in twenty thirteen. Technically, yeah, I walked into an affiliate in twenty thirteen, and I think my first open was like twenty fourteen. So twenty thirteen, you walk into an affiliate. Twenty nineteen, you go to your first games. 2020, 2021, yeah. and 2022, you tried to go to the games and don't make it. In 2023, you're back. Yes, sir. Yeah. It feels like, uh, it feels like, um, that's I've 10 years. That's 10 years. You're at the, <laughs> your 10 year in your, your 10 year anniversary of CrossFit. Yeah, technically. That's right. That's crazy. From the first time I started, it's crazy to think that there's been people competing at the games for 10 years. More lighting, you know, Cole Sager and Katrin and uh, Noah Olson and so many others. Uh, I've, I've been doing it for 10 years. I can't imagine even going to the games for 10 years. Was, 29, was 2019 the year they had the national champions? Mm-hmm. Yes, like a, a roster of 170 people almost. Yeah. Or something, something ridiculous. Something. And yeah, that was that year. And then I made it. I finished 24th, I believe. Yeah. So, um, it, you you train with a um, a pretty motley crew. It's it's a pretty trippy group of people. Yeah. Uh, you got Daniel, all your best friends there too. Yeah, all my best <laughs> friends. Yeah, it's, it's a crew there. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Brandon, a weirdo. Yeah. Down Pepper, <laughs> weirdo. Emma Carey, super weirdo. James Sprague, so, fucking yeah. B 
beyond weird, different planet. <laughs> and and then the sweet little Iranian Mexican girl. There, it, you couldn't ask for a more diverse group of people. Yeah, what a what Truly. a wild what a wild group. How do you how do you um who who did you have someone there that you kind of glom to more than any than the others? Um, I actually well, so Emma and I train together uh, in the same, you know, her and I were a small group of two, small party of two in the mornings. And then Dallin, Danielle and James train right after us and Matt to be able to like put his attention in that way when he breaks us up and he pairs uh, us up together. We work very well, but Danielle and I get along so well. We're the older we're the oldest one of I'm the oldest one, I guess, out of the whole crew. And how old she's are you? Just a year younger than me. 28. Okay. Wow. That's the oldest one. Jeez. Yeah, you're right. Cause I think of James and um, uh, Emma as like kids. Yeah. I mean, you kind of forget that. I honestly forget that I'm 28 when I'm around them because I then eventually like, I feel like we're all just the same age. Like I want to feel like a 20 year old, 21 year old. But um, yeah, most of them are literally 20, 21, and Emma's 19. But Danielle and I connect very well inside and outside of the gym. And we have a great, you know, great friendship. And we'll hang out outside. We'll go to the beach. We'll go get our nails done. We'll go to the mall. And it's just cool to have, you know, a girl, my girl here and someone I connect with. But also, I connect with Emma so well. Like, we get along. She's like a little sister to me like life and school and what we love outside the sport and path you know just adversity and just like everything like we've opened up and we've shared tears and joy and all of that all the emotions in the gym so we connect super well and Dallin and James are just they're completely different opposite people but they're who they're so fun to train with and be around and a fun crew every day is always something <laughs> Is, is it a trip to, to, to be around Emma? Because it's like you're kind of looking at a giant sequoia like like that made it past its – um uh, you know when you plant a, a plant in the ground by a seed and there's like a period where like, fuck, are the snails going to get it? Is someone going to step on it? Like yeah. she made it past then- all that. And now it's like, oh, shit, this is a rooted powerhouse, mm-hmm. but it's still a baby. Is it a trip being with her? Like you must – you must have seen growth in her in the last six months right like just like what the fuck is going on here i see it's cool to be able to train with each other because i feel like she's she makes me better in so many ways and hopefully i make her better in so many different ways it's cool because now you get kind of the you know the young athlete but who is just an absolute superstar in the sport um growing at rapid rates right rapid rates it must be insane and it's crazy and i get to push that and witness that but also it's not perfect and it's not pretty and it's not you know i think everyone outside looking what she posts and you know sees her success and they don't realize how much you know she goes through and everybody goes through like behind the scenes and in training like same with danielle and dallin and james they're incredible people and athletes and you see the end result maybe at the semifinal this year and um at the games their successes but you don't really see the down eyes on instagram um but yeah it's incredible i feel i feel very honored i'm 
I only have maybe, you know, three to five more years. I would love to keep competing five more years. And Emma is just like, she got, she can compete for another 15 years if she wanted to. So I'm kind of at more towards the end of my spectrum and she's at the beginning and I'm just so, I'm excited for her. Very excited. Almost a, a proud older sister. <laughs> that I feel like. So what I'm hearing you say is, is like, every single person there went to war like to get to where they're at like there's you don't look at any yeah. of those people and be like oh they had it easy you're like fuck emma had it hard fuck james worked so hard oh my god danielle i can't all of you uh, guys are it's yeah. hard it's hard oh, i think i always wish that there was a way to truly highlight athlete stories where you see more of you know the adversity and the hardships and like the, I've cried in so many training sessions and like broken down and, you know, feel like I'm not progressing or feel like I'm not great or good enough. And, um, you know, but then you get a moment like games where it's like, oh, she made it. But there's so much that went into it. And same with Danielle and Emma and everybody like training is so hard and it's Mac is the glue that <laughs> keeps us together and maybe more sane. Um, but we got each other. And so even though we train in separate groups and we're all individual athletes in some way, shape or form, we keep each other strong. And I'm excited to be able to go to the games and feel like I'm a part of a big team versus going as an individual, like I'm doing mm -hmm. this alone. So that's going to be cool to see how we come together. Why do you think, um, uh, Matt, um, took you on? I'm guessing that there's limited space too. Yeah. What do you think he saw in Fee Sagafi? He's like, oh yeah, I want this one. You know what? I would be interested to hear his response because a couple of years ago, actually, so I first met Matt. Oh my God, there, Coach Matt. I know, that's yeah, a great so I first, I first met him. Um, so this was actually funny. This was back in 2021. So after COVID year, games finally got back to Madison in 2021. I was coaching her, her name is Molly Chacon, and she qualified to the games out of CrossFit mentality. She, at the time she was uh, 16. That's a great name, Chacon. Yeah, Chacon, yeah. Um, very athletic. But I was, I was there as her coach. So I was there for her that entire week and we ended, I ended up going to Big Dane CrossFit. GoWad is having uh, uh, events there again. But anyway, so I see Emma and Matt. I see Emma and Matt. Matt has no idea who I am. Emma probably has no idea who I am. Um, but anyways, I walk up to them and I say, I congratulate Emma and I cheering for her and I introduce myself to Matt and hi, my name is Fee. You know, I wish congratulations and best of luck. I stick my hand out. I give him a good handshake. And um, that was the first time. And then later that summer, uh, Cooper got me connected with Matt because I was kind of talking to different coaches and oh, because Cooper was your agent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Coop's my agent. Cooper Marsh from Lab Management. He actually manages all of us: <laughs> Dallin, DB, Emma, and myself. Wow, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. hey, yeah. James too. Sorry. No, James is managed by uh, his agent. His name's Benji. Okay, okay. That's the blonde-haired yeah. guy. Yes, yes. Big, tall guy. Okay. Glasses. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, so that was my first time, Matt, or 
you know, connecting with Matt. And then so soon after, probably like a month or so, I got connected with Matt. My first meeting with Matt, I think I realized this is this is who I want to coach me because we hop on the phone and he knew every statistic of my open and kind of semifinals and he knew my strengths, he knew my weakness, talked to me about his vision for how he sees me progressing and as an athlete and in what direction he'd like me to go. And this is the very first meeting. I had to like never truly chatted with him. And um, he did his homework and he, the first thing he said was, I see you as a professional athlete and I wanna take you on um, because so that I could pretty much help you tap into. And he had said um, along the lines of, you haven't tapped into what I know you are truly capable of and I wanna help you get there. And that was the start of it. It's interesting. Couldn't there's this discussion that um, I've been having with this group of people for uh, I don't know. It's been going on for two years. I feel like, but the difference between taking on athletes. I mean, you did make you did make the games in 2019. You have a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. Um, how how tall are you, Fee? Five one. Five one. For someone to take you on, it's not like they're – it's not like they're um, – like you could take on a – like if you see a mom and dad and the the parent – the mom is six foot one and the dad's seven foot tall and the kid's four years old, you're like, yep, I'll turn this fucker into a basketball player. <laughs> yeah, like you already know the genetics are there. But let's face it. Yeah. You are um, – uh, you, you, well, I mean, your, your dad's Iranian, but your mom's Mexican. That's a very small indigenous people down there. Mexicans are basically <laughs> Native Americans. They're fucking midgets. They're pygmies. And yeah. then you got that. <laughs> and then, and then you're older and you've already probably built all the bad. Habits. Oh, oh, your mom's pretty. Wow. Oh, my goodness. My mom's mom. beautiful. Look at wow. my mama. Your dad's My scored. dad, he still Dude, had that you got to work on your dad's hair. He went from a ba- he went from a messed up hair to fucking a fucked up haircut. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Did my mom cut his hair? My That's the haircut I had when I was seven. I didn't even realize he had that cut. Oh, what dad. What the fuck is going on? Caleb, do you hate Fee? What are you doing to her? <laughs> hey. Oh, your dad oh dresses gosh. just like my- me. I always I used, like, uh, for ten for ten years I always had that uh, those headphones on and I yes. always wear a zip up sweater always like some just oh shitty my god dad just he, like, I have better hair yeah on. sometimes we try to help my dad with um, some fashion and I'll I'll get him you know maybe some clothes some new shoes and sometimes we'll try to help him out but he's truly like so so a couple years ago. I wish I could pull up. Someone took a picture of him at Rogue Invitational the first year. It was 2019 in Columbus. And he's like hanging on on the fence with pens on his like t-shirt and his Bluetooth. And he had a hat, <laughs> like a whole a Hawaiian cap. And then like his shirt is tucked into his like swishy sweatpants. <laughs> the best picture ever. It was just like. That is dad. That's puppy. So, so yeah. something's wrong with Matt Torres. He he got Daniel Brandon, who <laughs> could fucking like no one's gonna be surprised if she ends up in fucking jail tomorrow. Uh, James Craig is way <laughs> too fucking big. It's like he got a giraffe as a um, and then and Emma Carey's way too soft spoken. 
the, the only the only kind of like I don't know good piece of granite he got is Dallin Pepper. The rest of you guys are I I don't know. I'm just trying to think what oh he sees Fisagafi. Look at this little uh, Mexican girl. Yeah, I could take her to the game. Well, I just <laughs> we got to hear what he saw in you. It's crazy. He, I feel oh you next time you have him on the show I you gotta ask you gotta ask. I'd love to hear that from him. I mean he definitely saw some potential, and I think it was too because at the time that I had met with him. And um, let's face it, real fee. It's impossible to get to the games. Let's face it. So it's not like he's it's like, oh, I could hard. turn Fisagafi into a good lawyer, or I could turn Fisagafi into a, <laughs> a, I don't know, like a, a good mom, or I could teach Fisagafi how to become yeah. a fashion designer. A f- the fucking games. It's hard. It is. Yeah. What is it? Tr- like point one percent of, I guess, the entirety of people that do CrossFit. That's the. That's what you see at the games. It's got to be um, what, less than that, crazy, way less than that. It's like point oh 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 oh. It's it's yeah, forty people. Oh, yeah, it's tiny. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's At tiny. the time though, I had so I guess when I met with him, so I had gotten twenty fourth. At the games in 2019, but that at that point it was almost like so irrelevant. You know, it's like so much time passes um, that I mean, every year is a new slate. So you definitely in the sport, whether you make it to the games or not, the next year, what you've done in the past, all new season starts because all that matters is how you're performing in that moment in that season. Right. Um, at least in my eyes. And so anyway, so at the time that I was talking to him, every year before that it was like i was almost so in 2020 when covid everything changed in so in ev- everywhere obviously but i got fourth at um a sanctional that was still kind of the year of sanctionals and mayhem um ended up at crossfit mayhem they put on a sanctional and i and danielle was there tia was there christy Aramo was there um so many other athletes and anyways i i got fourth there so that was technically like my ticket uh back and everything got rearranged and so only the top individuals in the open maybe i think top 20 or top 30 individuals in the open ended up going to the games or online games right so anyway, so i had gotten fourth that year and then the following year i got uh what Six or seven? No, I got seventh, I think, at the MAC. So and then, so yeah. So years prior, it wasn't like I was off the radar, and I think that was another piece that he saw, like kind of, kind of just scratching at the door and uh, knocking just ever so slightly. And so I think there was always something there that he saw. Uh, extra, uh, extra sloppy. Fee is a good dude. Good luck this year. I'll be rooting for you. Uh, who is the extra slop? Oh. <laughs> hey, what do you think um, his name is? I don't know. This is a this <laughs> is a and this is a cantankerous Thank group. You. Um, Thank you. Fee, and you had never had a coach in ten years. You had never had like a coach. Oh, no, and I. Matt's your first one. Matt's my first coach, and it was truly like I when I was starting to train with Scott. It was kind of just, um, I think I was very, I went into the sport, very OG CrossFit. So if anyone 
recognizes that. Oh my gosh, Barkley's coming over because she hi Barkley. Hi. Hi. You brought this Barkley from Cleveland? No, this is Matt's dog. Oh. He's living in my apartment until his apartment decides to allow for dogs. Oh. Oh. <laughs> God, but, you guys um, really are like a family. Taking someone's yeah. dog is intimate. That's some intimate shit. Yeah. He sees her almost every day though. So I know. She feels like it's she's like I'm I'm aunt. I call myself Auntie Fee. But uh, anyways, um First yeah, coach. I was very like I was OG CrossFit. Like OG CrossFit. Do you remember those days where it's like you just do a bunch of workouts? Yeah, or maybe, yeah. you know, when when Rich was, you know, at the peak of his career and on the podium and you would get a little insight on what his day looked like. It was just tons of amazing long CrossFit workouts. And um and so at the time that's what I thought is what you needed to qualify for the games naturally. And um, Scott is also very much known to just, he just, he has this, I say this and I'll say it to his face too. And I think he knows it. He has an obsession with like working out and working out in volume and grind and loves to hurt. And uh, that's what I got kind of poured, got into. And once I started to qualify for higher level competitions, I started to, you know, follow what Scott was doing. So for those years, the programming that I did was Scott's, like what Scott was doing for that day. And, you know, maybe I tweaked a volume and some adjustments, but for the most part, I was doing what Scott was doing. And the things that Scott were doing were the things that he needed to get himself to the games and perform at his highest level. And I was just kind of along for the ride. And it, I mean, I got incredible fitness, obviously, like, and that's why I think I've, what I'm known for CrossFit style workouts, like my wheelhouse workouts or movements are very OG CrossFit style. And if you kind of look at my st staff, I guess, and the workouts that I do very well in versus not very well in, you'll kind of see that trend. And I think it's because I did that for so long. And then I started to work with Matt and he took everything that I love. He threw it out the door. <laughs> And we're like, we are going to work on your strength and your power, and we're not going to do three, four metcons a day, and you're not going to be lifting tired after a long endurance workout. And actually, when I first started working with him, I even asked, I was like, are you sure I can't do like an extra metcon or just like one more little sweat session thing? He's like, no, no, don't do anything extra. Don't do more volume. Don't do another round of anything. Just follow what I'm giving you. And that was hard. Yeah, trusting him was hard. Changing was hard. Yeah, the change, the trust. Almost like the feeling that I wasn't doing enough working out was hard. Because that's all you ever see at the games, right? Like, that's all you have of competition. It's just metcons and metcons and events. And, and I didn't realize what it actually takes to make it to the games is truly honing in on, number one, well, your fundamentals. Number one, or number two, your foundation, right? And the foundation to movement is, you know, your strength in that movement. Um, and it's something, you know, the best coaches talk about. And strength takes a long time. And it takes years and years and years to build. So you see the girls that have, you know, extremely heavy lifts and are the top of those events. It takes 
many, many, many years to build up to that. And for me, all I ever known was CrossFit workouts and Metcons and aerobic conditioning, maybe some lifting after. But then I can't take advantage of truly building that strength when I've exhausted everything. So even though I incorporated lifting in my training, it wasn't in a, in a way that actually made me a you know made me a stronger athlete. So yeah, going with Matt, there's a lot of strength, a lot of strength sessions, and even like this year, I feel the progress. But it's like this much progress <laughs> because it's strength, and it's 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 something that. I don't know. It's just taking me. A and it got you to the games. Yep. That, that was actually one of my favorite stories of the semifinal weekend. I don't know oh. if I, sh I don't think I shared it. So my favorite of my weekend actually wasn't necessarily qualifying. So every year I've ever competed in any competition, it's always been the strength events that have just kept me out of, a contending spot every year at the Mac at Granite games, even and off season competitions. It's, I, I always place in a very bottom spot and it's very hard to become a five spot or top, you know, whatever. This year was the first year that, uh, we were doing the snatch event. It was, you know, part of the event was a, a 800 meter run into a one RM snatch. And, we had gone through every single event and I had kind of gone through what I'm going to hit the three lifts that I wanted to hit something in me in the last like 10 seconds of window of time that I had to make my last lift. I originally had uh, 180 on the bar and I slept on two and a half and turned it into 185 bar and snatched it overhead. And by the end of the weekend, um, I didn't perform the best on Sunday, but the 180 actually gave me enough buffer and enough points to make it to the games. And it was the first time that a heavy barbell actually saved my ticket to qualifying. Um, and I had every other year, it's always been the thing that has kept me out. So that was a huge moment for me. I'm very, very proud of that. And if you go back um, to what you just showed me that it's in there. Tell me, this is crazy. Look at these points. Uh, 409, 398, 397, 395, 386. Yeah, uh, by the skinnier Very teeth. Uh, so tell me about what yeah. happened. You, So that's the workout where you had to do um, – you had to – did you have to – you had to run first? Yeah, it was an 800-meter run into a 1RM six-minute window to do it. So it was a six-minute window. 800-meter run took – you know, for four minutes. It was a very light jog, pretty much. <laughs> At least for me, it was because I had to save it for the snatch. Um, so yeah, and then so the remaining time you had to have a max lift in there. And so so tell me so so how many lifts did you do? I did three. So I did like I opened up at 165, <laughs> okay. which is kind of crazy. I was nervous because I was actually I had a couple misses at 165 in the warm up area. So naturally, I was immediately ner already nervous for the event because I'm already missing at my opening weight. Um, but anyways, I hit 165 on the floor, hit it solid. I go up to 175, which was the plan. Hit that. And then Matt and Dom, uh, Coach Dom also, he was there. Uh, he, we had talked about hitting 180 and like 180, if we hit 180, like it's an amazing day. If we 
stay with 175, we're happy with 175 because that's very close to my max. And um, Coach Dom, before going onto the floor, he realized that I was for this event. And he realized you know, what? He realized he realized what? I was nervous. He just saw like something in me that was just not right. That was not, you know, I didn't have the same excitement that I usually have before events. Because this is a very nervous, like any lifting event is usually something that gives me some extra butterflies. And so anyways, he, he comes up to me maybe two minutes before we go on. I don't care. Nothing else matters other than when you step up to every single barbell and you rip it off the floor. You got to rip it knowing that this is your ticket to the games. He said this to me, like, I kid you not, right before we took the floor. He goes, every time you get your hands on, just know that this is your CrossFit Games ticket. And trust yourself. It's in there. It's in you. And he was like, hey, I got this. And I look at the Dom clock. said this to you? What a yes. genius. Smart genius. Man. Like that's And that's all I needed to hear. I didn't hear, like, you got it, and it's okay, and do your best. Like, I wanted to, you know, run my head. even more pressure <laughs> on you. He saw you're stressed out. Yeah. Instead of taking pressure off of you, he put more pressure on you. What a calculated move. He gave me, gave me the right kind it was just yeah, enough yeah, where yeah. you know it's hard to I I guess I have a tendency to overthink a lot especially when it comes to heavy lifts and I get very in my head and um, sometimes you just gotta like think of nothing else other than just like ripping it off the floor and uh, especially with how much we do these lifts in training um, but anyway I I hit the 1675 I'm putting on 180 I take a look at the clock and I got about 15 seconds to make this lift and I'm just like ah screw it like I just put on the two and a half and I turned it into 185 why why, why? something in me was I the reason was because I had never taken that risk in competition every time I lift I've always kept it very safe and very uh, conservative and I was just like I'll never know if I could hit this lift if I don't give myself a chance and I did it and it was and it was freaking scary because you're you're feeling this bar and 185 is so heavy, like even just a couple inches off, you're like, oh, this is heavy. And you kind of just and I'm so happy that I did. That was the first moment I've ever felt that brave, I guess, to go for it. And if I missed, at least I went for it. But it was always that moment of like, but what if I make it? And I think that was the thing that kept me going. And oh, what if I? I didn't back down oh. from that. What if I make it? Yeah, but what if I succeed? And that's what I was saying to myself. And you know, I had five. I literally by that point I had five seconds, so I didn't have you know the extra time to set up and get my hands all good. So it was just kind of grab and go, dive bomb under the bar. So, Sophie. <laughs> The, the two a bunch of questions here. If you 175, let's say you've missed that lift, you wouldn't be going to the games. With oh yeah, if I if I hit yeah if I if I hit 175, I would have been going. If I would have hit 180, if I would have had done what we had planned, yeah, uh, I also wouldn't have been going. In. Oh shit! So if you would have yeah. missed the lift, you wouldn't have gone to the games. If you wouldn't have had this like. Okay, I'm gonna go 185. Okay, so when you do, when you put the two and a halfs yeah. on, do you look over at Dom or at Torres, or you don't even look at them? I wonder if they would have been like, yeah, no, I didn't even actually. I had no idea where they were. I just 
knew that um I could hear Al. Like I could hear my fiance in like yeah. the fence behind me. I could just hear his voice. And every every, you know, lift I could hear him scream hype me up. And um I'm just putting the plates on and I like look at my place and I look at the, you know, the 180 weight and I like have this green and I'm just like <laughs> Okay, here we go. And yeah, I had no idea where my coaches were at. Was um, yeah. I don't sense this from you, but I want to ask it anyway. Was any part of it like you felt pressure from the crowd that 180 wasn't enough? Was there any ego in it or no? No. 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 Yeah. You and know I don't what? sense that from you at all. Not even in the tiniest bit. I just wanted to check. No. Okay. I I've never been. You weren't like fuck it. There's in- all these eyes on me. I got to do 185. Wasn't like that. No, I didn't even feel the pressure from, I didn't even feel pressure from the crowd. I just felt the hype. You know, have you ever yeah. been like, when you're in like such a flow state, just going and you're not feeling, you can't really hear the music. You can't really like see exactly what's going around you other than just energy and you're just going. And now, when Shelby Neal told me she was black on the podcast the other day, I went into a flow state. I was like, what? this is amazing. I was just, it was like I had uncovered fucking like the truth about life. Oh, God. Yeah. She's a redheaded girl with blue eyes and she told me she's black. I was like, God, I love this planet. God, oh. I love human beings. In what way? Her dad. That's it's probably- just, it's, yeah, anyway, we'll come back. But I just love yeah, her. I just love that. Yeah. Put me into it. It was the last time I've been in a flow state. It was great. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. If she so- can make you black out, though, that's a big deal. So, so then, so you hit it and you stand up and then who do you, what do Dom and Matt say to you when you come over? Do they check your temperature? Are they like, are you okay? <laughs> like what's wrong with you? you lost your well, mind. it's funny. It's actually, I, uh, Dom was so hyped. Matt didn't see my lift. Um, he didn't see me hit 185 because he was getting pulled in so many different directions. Cause he also was out on the floor. Danielle was out on the floor. I was out on the floor. And I think Emma maybe had gone for a, her last. So he was like kind of in the middle of just trying to watch everybody. And we were all, we're all, we've been, you know, all in the same heat all weekend. So, and I mean, when you lift a barbell, it takes about, you know, two, three seconds from start to finish. So it just happened to be the lift that uh, he, um, so he didn't know I hit 185. He just knew that I made my last lift. So he was excited thinking that, oh, she got, you know, 180. It's exactly what we wanted for execution. Job well done. But Dom had watched my, seen my lift. And actually Dallin, uh, I love Dallin. He was, he actually stayed to watch that event. Um, and he was like, he watched it and he was, it was cool. So I finished the event and it was just like, uh, I felt like the first time I felt strong. <laughs> it, what a, what a. Uh, but you couldn't what? get too hyped because we had to, we had to do the eight snatches into an 800 meter sprint. So it was like, I think I gave myself like a little, yay, I made it. <laughs> and then I, and then I had a focus on the next thing what a um uh um i, I don't know it, it, it's like um it's like what a what a growth moment to make a decision like that i'm trying to think if i've ever yeah. had a moment like that in my life i can't i mean like there's things that just happen to you in life like that that you don't have a choice like puberty like j- yeah. just coming but this was like you made the decision to like put on your mm. big boy pants and yeah and, and it's crazy that was- 
that's something that I think I had always missed too. Like just through the years of competing, I've always been comfortable and I've always wanted to do things that I know I could do or hit numbers that I know I could hit, like that I've done. And, and I think fail, like failing in front of a crowd or failing to the point where, you know, maybe you don't like, maybe that's the one thing that keeps you out is was always scary because I think this sport has also become my career and, you know, not making it to the games, I feel like is, you know, it feels like I'm not doing what I am set out to accomplish and become the best athlete that I can and be on that floor. And so, yeah, so part of that, like, there's so much fear that goes into sometimes making those decisions as an athlete, where if I fail, I don't, you know, I'm not doing my job. If I make it, amazing but then you know you just never know in a sport like this or in anything but i think what has helped me last you know six seven months is coming down here to naples and being around the training camp which before i was kind of you know starting to train alone for a long time for a year i was training by myself always in my head only really being it's just me myself and the clock and myself and my camera and I think being around Dallin and Emma and Danielle, they all have, you know, an edge to them. And I think that has helped me evolve a little bit and just going for it and the grittiness that they all have. And I've definitely learned a little bit of, you know, a little bit from each one. And especially I get to train with Emma the most. And anyone that, you know, has watched Emma Carey uh, compete, She's very soft-spoken herself, but when she competes and just trains, she's an animal. She is willing to go to dark, dark places, and she's willing to fail, you know, to see a sliver of success and lift after lift. She's willing to hit a lift 10 times until the 11th one. <laughs> she makes it. But, um, yeah, it's and that's, I think, the, a very strong training camp and a coach. What, what, an, what an awesome uh, group you're with. Yeah. Looking yeah. from the outside, I think everyone's like so um, enamored by the group, the brute group uh, led by Dom and Torres and just all you guys, when people see the pictures of all you guys together, or like when the buttery bros went down there, it's, it's really cool. You guys, <laughs> yeah. you guys are cool as shit. Um, uh, okay. Sevon's dog is Barclay single. Is he? Oh, Barclay. She's a girl. Oh, okay. And, I don't Where even know if Sevon's dog is a boy or a Wait, girl. Wait, can I show you what she? So this is what she does. I think Sevon's dog is gay, so it's it's uh maybe it's not a good match. Oh my Very goodness! Barkley. She's a princess. God, yeah. you're good. You <laughs> let the dog sleep on your couch and everything. I get yelled at when she sleeps on the bed because I love when she comes up on the bed. Just like mm, I think she deserves a nice bed. And I actually let her sleep on the bed this morning when my fiance went to the airport just for a couple minutes. She's not allowed on the bed, but what, where's he going? Who was he picking someone up from the airport? Where's he going? Uh, his, his brother came to visit and he went to oh. go drop him off. See, if you aren't failing, you aren't growing, keep crushing. Oh, thank you, Jeremy. Heck yeah. Yes. That's exactly it. Oh, and that's my... exactly what I want to bring to the games too. Like, at the games, I feel like I'm a rookie again, and there's nothing to lose, and I want to have more of those moments. That's my goal. Um, uh, Sevon's dog, I hump them all. Oh, so you don't even care. Boy or girl, <laughs> that's fine. All right, all right. Good dog. 
What's your dog? What's your, what's that picture? What kind of dog do you have? That's not that's not my oh. dog. I, I'm <laughs> telling you, the chat is it's a weird uh it's a weird look at look at we got the great. Oh, you just said stuff on I know it's just a weird. It's look at, look at this. Look at this person. Anita Dick in me. Fee is awesome. Oh my god! Thank you. Very Anita. inappropriate. It's a inappropriate. I'm just calling look at her Anita. Look at this enormous tits. This is the best show ever. <laughs> Wait, but look at this. Look at this. Someone being mean to you. I love this comment. Fee reminds, reminds me of my, of mom, my mom before she got social media. I know. Isn't Fee so wholesome? I know. What, is, is that what that means? I, that's how I take it. Oh my gosh. Before social media. Hey, uh, then I'll you, take it as a compliment. I take it as a compliment. Hey, um, uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Uh, you're a, wonder, thanks, you're a wonderful human being. You're like, you're so easy, man. I'm going to put you in. I have this pantheon of, of people I have on the show that are like the yeah. easiest. You You rank in the easiest ever you're so Do easy really? Heck yeah, yeah you're a great guest well yeah. you know two two years ago you said you would have me on uh sooner and i had to wait two years to get a message so oh good i hope it was a wait <laughs> good worth the wait <laughs> worth, worth the wait call yeah now you have my i'll facetime in not every now and then thank you savan yeah. thanks for having me you're awesome okay say hi to al i look forward to seeing you at the games heck yeah i can't wait thank you okay ciao <laughs> bye bye Dude, that was an easier morning than I thought. She's awesome. Dude, she's so easy. She carried the show. Big time. Yeah. There's some really good pictures of her dad. Oh, really? Yeah. That one with the bowl cut's crazy. Let me see this. Wow. Oh, that, that's, yeah, wow. So he's got a ton of different looks. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> he's great. What a what a unique uh, cast of characters that characters they got over there, brute! What a trip! It's like the island of misfit toys, almost. Um, vaccines. <sighs> Yesterday, I was at the grocery store, and I was grabbing bananas, and my wife was handing me some onions, and neither of them had bag like a plastic bag in them. So she just was like handing me them without like having bagged them. And I was like, whatever. I'll, usually, I just throw them in the cart and all that. And uh, this like old black woman comes up to me and like just starts handing me plastic bags, and I was like, oh. I'm okay. Like, it's okay. No worries. She goes, no, no, you're going to use them. It's like, okay, fine. And then as I'm doing that, this, like... Did she charge you for them? No, it was just some, like, random, like, grandma. Oh, oh, okay. Like, just okay. gave me, like, not, like, it's like the ones that they give you, or the ones that you can, like, rip off of the... Oh, okay. The off the, okay, yeah. Isn't it funny? Those ones are free, but the ones when you check out cost money. Anyway, go on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We live in idiot world. But she had like walked off, grabbed a, like a whole handful of them, and then like uh -huh. hand me three of them. 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's okay, no worries. And she goes, no, no, you're going to take them. I don't want people touching my shit, whatever. I was like, okay, fine. I'll appease the old black woman. As this is happening, this like just raggedy ass dude is walking like, but we're, there's maybe like a body width space between me and this woman and our carts. Yeah. And this guy just like barrels through, just starts like yelling, like, I'm going to fucking fight somebody. And then I'm like, whoa, okay. That's, I'm like just trying to bag my bananas here. But, <laughs> and he's just like yelling that he's going to fight somebody today. And uh, we saw him out in the in the parking lot. He had like ripped his shirt off and started like doing fucking kung fu moves in the parking lot. Meth? Meth? Absolutely meth. It was awesome. What city do you live in? Uh, I live in uh, Hampton, Virginia. It's just, it's like the shitty part. Like, it's, Virginia Beach is really nice, and then you go north, and it's the shitty part. Mm. Mm. It's sketchy. Mm. All right. Uh, Two hour show. There'll be no uh, raggedy ass people fighting on this show, there'll be no forced of bagging bananas. <laughs> Um. Uh, show tonight though say that again show tonight though oh with J.R. Howell yeah oh yeah I'm a little nervous for the show me too the, the, the notes are fucking outrageous it's in depth in depth oh yeah we're releasing we're releasing all the games workouts uh, tonight Yep. You want to find out. No one even knows. We know workouts that fucking even Adrian and Dave don't know. Exactly. Probably some games from next year are going to get released tonight, too. <laughs> Probably. Might even some see some at the Rogue Invitational or something. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Okay, 6.30. I'm glad you told me that, too. I was thinking about maybe going to the beach just now and getting a cocktail, but may, that's good. I won't do that. Even though that show is not for another, just slam a coffee beforehand. You're good. Nine hours. I want to treat myself to something. I feel like I deserve something. I'm not sure what I should have. I was going to get like what? Busy. Busy what? You've been busy. Yeah, yeah. I want to give myself like a treat. I don't know what. Um, I was going to give myself like a uh, alcoholic kombucha or something and walk on the beach with my kids. Buy a new camera. There you go. Singing something a little more affordable. It's like a Snickers at the gas station. Nah. All right. Uh, Caleb, thank you. Are you coming? Are you on tonight? Oh, yeah, you are. Oh, yeah, because you got the notes too. All right. Good luck. Uh, study, study up. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, we'll see you guys tonight, 6 30 p.m. It's going to be a big show. Uh, J.R. Howell. Nostra, Nostradamus Howell will be on the show and uh, um, we'll be talking about uh, predictions for the games. All right, bye-bye. A hooker? No, 